0: you so much for tonight I thank you for your word I thank you for an amazing group of ladies I just thank you for just the fun that it is to be able to come together to be able to grow together to be able to empower each other and we love you so much and we thank you and we praise you we thank you for a wonderful night tonight I thank you that your word does not return void father but I pray that it will go and it will accomplish the thing that you sent it to accomplish we love you and we praise you in Jesus name amen I'm super. Exci- I'm super excited every week, and man, I like go back through and listen to some of my messages. And I start every one with, "I'm super excited about the." I'm always super excited, so let's just get that out there. I'm always super excited, um, but I got some really cool stuff for tonight, and it's a little bit off the original outline that I had written for this class. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a different direction, so I'm excited to see where it goes. But first off, I just want to do a quick recap to get us all on the same page. Uh, from where we've been where we're going and then we're gonna do a short activity and then we're gonna get into tonight's message um, So week one We talked about puzzling moments. Everybody got a puzzle piece and you wrote down. What are the puzzling? Moments that I have faced in life. What are those things that were like those hmm moments? Why why am I facing this little things big things good things bad things these puzzling moments? And then we talked about that every puzzling moment does have a purpose but then we also talked about in there that sometimes we're confused about our moment because we feel like we should be somewhere else we should be farther along we should be so we talked about the shame that sometimes we carry in the disappointment from our season but that we are right where we're supposed to be to be in our season and know that this piece has a purpose and then week two was the super challenging week, probably still just carrying on challenging for some of us, but (laughs) it's still challenging for me, but writing our story from God's perspective, because we talked about how God's ways are so much higher than our ways and God's thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts, that our perspective versus God's perspective are two very different things. How God sees our story and how we see our story are completely different. Ours is usually like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my life. And then God's is the total opposite. Like He's like, look how perfect. And so if you haven't finished, continue to do that throughout the whole story, or the study, or story, I mean really either way. But, whoa, it's all right, we'll wait for you. (laughs) Um, But continue to do that throughout our study. Make sure that you keep writing your story from God's perspective. What does God say about me in this season? Because it does two things. It challenges us to see ourselves the way God sees us, but it also challenges us to see God for who he really is and not a blurred vision of him because part of that writing your story from his perspective was using the word to back it up. So how does God see me? According to his word. So it allows us to, it kind of opens our eyes to some things, gives us some freedom. And then week three was please excuse me. That we excuse ourselves from the table that God has in front of us. And we talked about that every one of our puzzle pieces falls into one of two categories. One, my bad, I totally brought this upon myself. Or two, I had no control over this situation and it hit me out of nowhere, right? So every one of our puzzle pieces falls into one of these two categories. But we talked and we compared both categories. And regardless of which puzzle pieces fall where, we saw that either way, God's plan was still in existence. God's plan didn't change. It didn't disqualify us. And it doesn't give us an excuse to not walk in God's fullness. Make sense? All right. So tonight, the title is This Isn't It. And if you want a subtitle and another subtitle and another subtitle, then it's there's more to the story. This isn't the whole picture. God is still working. So those are the, 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 all the subtitles, but really this isn't it. That's where we're going tonight. And so we're going to repeat that a few times. But what I would like you to do, if everybody could take out a sheet of paper or a half a sheet of paper or a small sheet of paper, whatever you want to do. But you're going to need to rip it out of your notebook or rip it out of someone else's notebook that is rippable if yours is like journal style. <laughs> if you need some paper. And we're going to do, anybody need some ripped out paper? We have some over here. Perfect. You got some here? Oh, Katie, we had some over here. <laughs> All right. Here's our activity. I need you to write three gifts that you feel like God's given you. Three gifts or talents, so to speak. Three gifts or talents. I also need you to write like three hobbies or interests that you have. Okay? Got the first the first two challenges. <laughs> Katie's like, "Well, um three hobbies or how many? Three hobbies or interests. Two things about your personality that you know. And then your favorite movie genre. Movie genre. I'll repeat those. So three three gifts that you think God's given you. Gifts or talents. Then three hobbies or interests, two things about your personality, and one favorite movie genre. <laughs> like I have no clue what you're doing. Me either, but it just sounded knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> It has a purpose, I promise. movie genre <laughs> me either I wrote um, G-E-N and then scribbled the last letters because I wasn't sure what genre was will like <laughs> you, won't, you won't be spell checked don't worry Nobody matched exactly? Did anybody have like three the same as someone else? All right. All right. Four. No. Okay. So let's do this. Raise your hand if you're married. Raise your hand if you have kids. Raise your hand if you're single with no kids. Raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand if you're married with no kids. Raise your hand if you are in school of some kind, any kind of classes, anything. Okay? Raise your hand if you have a job. Okay? Raise your hand if you're retired. Raise your hand if you're a stay at home mom. Okay, so we're all in similar, in different, in the same, in opposite walks of life, right? Okay? Goals. Could be, I want to go to bed before 11. Maybe you went all out in your goals and you're like, I'm going to be a Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> okay. That's a great goal and it's a little bit crazy, but it could be a good goal. But uh, our goals all are different, right? So what we learned from this experience was that not one of us in our very small Bible study group are remotely similar when it really comes down to it. Hey, we could have several of us that like horses or romantic comedies. We could have several of us that are like, no, I go for the definite like shoot 'em up movies. Uh-huh. Maybe we go for the whatever the movies might be. We we could have the same goals. We could be in the same walk of life. But all of us are completely different when it comes to ingredients, right? The gifts and the talents and the abilities that God given us makes each and every one of us different. And the reason that it's so hard to self-reflect is because our initial response as a lot of times as people in general, but a, a lot more as women, is that we want to cover what we are, right? And we want to cover what we are with what someone else is. I really, I really like her. She's very organized. I should try to be organized. Okay, some people just can't organize. It's just not a thing. <laughs> but then it could be I, I really... I really like her, she's really bold. Maybe your personality isn't bold. We, we can all be straightforward and bold at times, but m- maybe that's not who we are. And so it's hard to self-reflect because the first thing running through our mind is, is this really me? If I say this out loud, it's probably not gonna make sense because I never actually let that personality trait come out. Or I've never actually, right? Okay, self-reflection is very, very hard. But this is what I wanna get to. Um, or this is the first point that I wanna get to here is, Every single one of us is created so unique. Every single one of us is created so specific. But all of our uniqueness is used. Okay, I want you to repeat after me. God wants to use me. God wants to use me. Okay, i got to stand up because i got to, like, my hands are moving faster and I'm going to fall off my wiggly chair. Okay, but God wants to use me, right? Say that again. God wants to use me. Okay, when I say God wants to use me, What comes to your mind? Just think about that for a minute. You don't have to share with the class. God wants to use me. It's an interesting statement, right? We hear it all the time. God's going to use you to do great things. God wants to use you. God, And then we're like, you bet. And then we jump on that train, right? We're like, God wants to use me. What does that even mean? Right? So that's where we're at in our story. And that's where we're at in our puzzle tonight is that I know God wants to use me. I know God has plans for me, but when we stop and think about that statement, this is how I'd like us to start thinking about that statement. Let's, let's revise that statement just a little bit. God wants to use all of me. God wants to use all of me because when it's just God wants to use me, then our initial response is, I got to clean up first, right? If I said you know Shelby invited me to dinner all right well Shelby invited me to dinner if I don't know you it might be like I should really clean up I should really look my best gotta be on my best behavior um, okay and then we go to dinner right but if we're like tight then it's Running late because I just did chores and fed 57 horses, and I got hay in my hair, and I'm going to be there, right? Because we have a different relationship. And so uh, Bree would absolutely come to my house full of hay and sweaty and whatever she did today would just show up. She would. That's a relationship Brie and I have. Hey, Bree's not going to be like, gotta be perfect get over there no why because brie knows i'm totally cool with brie like weird quirks crying days not crying days happy days i love brie and so brie's gonna come regardless because i I know brie okay so now we got to put that into this god wants to use all of me part are we so concerned about being perfect before our god that we feel so much that we got to clean up before we can even have a conversation with him that we've got to clean up our mess that we've got to okay if I'm going to pray I got to I got to pray right I got to I got to pray the right words and I've got to I've got to act really really good today so that maybe he'll answer my prayers today and we feel like we got to clean up a little bit we got to clean up our personality we got to it's got to be this perfection thing Hey, we've all been there. We've, we've felt that, right? That i gotta, I got to be perfect before God before he'll accept me. But what God wants See, God wants to use all of you. But here's the thing about our God, and this is where we're going with our puzzle. God knows everything already. God knows the end of our puzzle. We're just pretty content with the piece we're in right now, or we're not content at all, one of the two. But we're in this piece right now, and that's what I can see, and that's what I'm consumed with, and that's what I'm thinking about. God sees our whole picture. God sees the beginning of our puzzle, God sees the end of our puzzle, but God sees beyond our puzzle on what our puzzle is gonna do later on. in the big master story, right? And so God sees, God knows, God sees, He knows everything. So in our story, we can get so consumed with with right now, am I perfect before God? Am I doing my very best? Am I And those are all good things. Those are good goals. We should absolutely be like, yeah, I want to better myself every day. I want to grow in my relationship with God every day. I want to talk better. I want to talk better. I want to, I want to watch what I'm saying. I want to watch what I'm thinking. Those are great things that all of us, yes, absolutely should be doing. We should be growing every single day. We should be in the Word every day. But we shouldn't allow it to define us every day. Does that make sense? There's a difference. I didn't get time in the Word today. Now God can't use me. This is what i want us to know god is going to use you god but he wants to use all of you and just like we just went into these pieces of paper and we talked about is anybody else like you in this room no right so god wants to use all of you meaning god wants to use what you look like god wants to use your influence god wants to use past failures and mistakes because there's stuff that he's, he's built in us during those seasons. So he's gonna use those. He's gonna use the good seasons. He's gonna use the bad seasons. He's gonna use the growing seasons. He's gonna use the seasons that we were too busy. God's gonna use all of us. Because sometimes we think, man, I feel like I'm the only person that has this interest and this personality, and I don't know anybody else like me. I should maybe change that. No, God's gonna use that. God's gonna use that thing. So we have different gifts. Oren tells me all the time. He's like, "Shellb, like if I didn't know you, I think you'd have like multi personality disorder." Because <laughs> I'm like, What do you mean? And he goes, "I that's not offensive." But he's like, "Seriously. Like you you go and you're, you're you love sports and you do the sports thing, but then you wear heels all the time, but then you go rope. Like it's you, you these weird interests like you're like you're classy but but you will work you're not prissy but you're not you're not like a jock but you're athletic but (laughs) it just makes me laugh okay but that totally is me so on different days I mean I I swear sometimes I'm like I just want to wear heels that's all I want to wear I just love my heels I love looking cute and on other days I'm like yoga pants for months that's where I'm headed and it's just I have different interests. I absolutely love to go rope. And I really like to shop, but I really like to wear makeup while I rope. I'm just like, I just, it's just a thing I like to do. And so how does God use those things though? Well, I, I've been a coach. I have been a basketball player. I have been a basketball ref. I have been a basketball coach. I love it. (laughs) I currently am not doing any of those things. So it was a real happy season. And I don't know if I'll get the chance to do it again. But God used that interest, that sports interest. And the relationships that came out of that though, were huge. I also am a nerd. I am a major nerd. I would take college for the rest of my life. I love to learn. If I can take classes, like that's my happy place. Studying, learning. I tried to read a book every single month. I want to, I, I love to read, I love to grow, I love to learn, I love to study, I love to learn weird things. I learned how to code websites because I thought it was interesting. Nobody wants to code a website. It was a terrible idea, but I learned it because I thought it was fun. I went to college and I'm an exercise science major and I minored in coaching and biology because those go together and are going to do something for me. I have no clue. They did rack up a lot of debt. So that's what I got from that experience. But okay, different interests. I, I have these different things. But from every single one of those interests, God has used them in some way. The most biology I've used is in preaching messages, and I don't know why I had to pay forty thousand dollars to do that. But that's where I've used it. But you see how God uses these different things. I have I have friends from different seasons of life, and sometimes I run into people, and I'm like, Do I know you from the gym? Do I know you from church? Do I know you from the rodeo? Do I like it? because you see different different parts of life. I have different talents. I have different gifts. And if I thought that God couldn't use all of those, then I would limit what he wants to do. Do we see that? If you like to knit, knit away, man. I can never do it. It's impossible. That is not a class I will take. I ethically fail at anything creative, but I can do really good at being like, Hey, I can plan you an event, I can make nothing for it, but I can plan you one and Pam will make your cupcakes and that'll be super cute. I can do that, that is fun for me. I can make nothing. I go to Hobby Lobby and I go buy the pre-made stuff. My sister-in-law goes to Hobby Lobby and she's like, I will make wonderful things and spend more than me. Like, (laughs) that's how it works. She creates, I don't. I buy them made, but, personalities are, are all of us have different personalities and God did that on purpose okay there's nothing wrong with your personality there's nothing wrong with what, your interest your this is cool to me this is maybe maybe I, I talk to, to some girls and and they think something's wrong with them because they're like I don't like romantic movies like it's not my thing that's okay it doesn't have to be your thing I love me some Hallmark all the time I love it <laughs> I also really like crime shows, but I love Hallmark. And I know half of you are like, "What? that's the worst thing you're gonna ever see, right? But I love that, but that's okay. And, and you guys, so so be proud of those things that, that you are. A lot of people tell me I'm intimidating. I really don't try to be intimidating, but you know, I'm sure God's got a purpose for that. Jesse, So our personality differences. And these are just fun things because I want you guys to love who you are. I want you to love that, you know, God gave me these things on purpose and I love who I am. And so Jesse and I, uh, a few weeks ago, well, I guess it's been a few months ago now. My dad went in, had some dental surgery done. All of you guys saw his new pearly whites. Okay, I had to drive my mom over, Jesse and I did, and drop her off over there so that she could be there for the surgery and everything. Well, we get there, and the dentist office is like, he's not here. And my mom's like, well, I dropped him off here, and he's supposed to be here. So this is probably a problem. And she's like, well, I don't know where he is. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know where he is? Like, I left him here. You put him under, where is he? They don't know where he is, but his pickup's there. So we waited, this is a very frustrating experience as you can find out, right? Okay, so while we're sitting there, Jessie comes unglued. I don't know if you've ever seen Jessie or thought it was possible for Jess to come unglued. It's I'm sure it's not. Oh, she lost it! And she's like, who do they think they are? And they need to get it together. And I'm gonna walk in there and I'm gonna tell them what I think and this is an, an establishment. And they are supposed to be professionals and they are anything but professional. Shelby, go tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesse Knight's personality. It loses it, but she's like, I could never tell somebody that. I'm like, oh, I could all day long. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never tell you why I was going to tell him that. So, the difference in personality that Jesse is just like the sweetest human on earth. And we love our Jesse, but she's not going to tell them. She's going to walk in and go, it's okay. I'm sure you had a reason to lose him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my jest. End of the story. It has nothing to do with our lesson today. It is that they accidentally dropped a, a wrench or something, a dentist instrument, down his throat. So they took him to the emergency room, and I found that out because I tracked his phone and saw that he was there and not here. So we went there. He's fine. He lived to tell the tale. Wow. But Thank all that to say, crazy story. Yeah, like a little... Dennis wrench thing is He survived. I don't actually know. Could still be there. (laughs) We don't actually know the end of the story. I found him at the emergency room and that's all. But personalities. Jesse and I, I'm sitting there perfectly quiet. But if I saw the lady, I knew what I would tell her and Jessie's like, don't. She's not gonna say a word. Okay, personalities differ. But it doesn't mean that God's going to use Jesse more than she's going to use me. It doesn't mean that you're going to use more than you. God is going to use all of us, all of that personality. But then he's also going to develop character in us so that some of—I mean we don't fly off the handle when it's unnecessary. Right? God's going to use, but he's going to build character. But God wants to use all of you. All of you. So when we go back and jump and go, okay, how does this have anything to do with my puzzle? Every one of those pieces matter. Every one of those pieces coming matter because all of them are developing personalities. They're developing characteristics. They're developing dreams. They're developing things that we're like, I never knew this about myself. Maybe there's personality traits that we haven't discovered yet about ourselves. Maybe there's things that maybe we're starting to realize that you're like, hmm, I really think that that's part of my personality and I didn't know it was in there. God's gonna use that. And so you are made perfectly, you. And so comparison gets us in trouble because when I try to compare, Katie and I, Katie and I probably both wanna be really good wives. You wanna be a good wife? Yeah, she does, okay. Um, Katie and I wanna be really good wives. And if I try to be the wife that Katie is, or it's gonna be like, I didn't marry Katie, right? <laughs> That's not going to work well for me because I bet if I would have wrote down all the things I had you guys wrote down, Katie and I wouldn't match. So my personality and Katie's personality, they're not going to match. And if I try to be the wife that I see Katie being because they get along so well and it's adorable and I want to be adorable and I just try really hard, I'm not Katie. But I've got to be who God made me, but God loves all of me. All of me. But here's the part that sometimes is hard for us to accept. Even that failure a few years ago, even that failure yesterday, even that thing where, like, gosh, I got issues, and I'm trying to fix them. God's going to use that. God wants to use all of us. And I want to show us that in Scripture. Um, I'm probably going to paraphrase because it's a lot more fun to tell a story lively than just read it to you. Okay? So Exodus. If you're taking notes, you can read Exodus chapter two, two. That's two, not through two, through four, two through four chapters, two three, through four. four. Yes, two, three, and four, or two through four. However, you'd like to write that down. It is chapter two, chapter three, and chapter four. That's what you can do in your notes. Um, two, three, three and four. Oh, not two, four. Yes, two, three, and four. All right. So we got this guy named Moses. Okay. Moses. Pharaoh said we're gonna kill all the male children. Moses, turns out he was a male, so he's supposed to be killed. All right. And then we have the that's his mom. And she goes, okay, I got a plan. I'm gonna float this baby down the Nile. And if I do it at the right time, then Pharaoh's daughter is gonna be down there and she's gonna be bathing and she's gonna see this innocent baby and she's not gonna kill this baby, right? She's going to take this baby. And so she does just that. Miriam watches. Sure enough, Pharaoh's daughter fishes him out, does not kill him like all the other male children. She decides, oh, I'm going to keep this baby. But then it goes one step further, and then Miriam goes and gets the mom, and the mom, we know this part of the story. She gets to raise Moses for a few years. But then Moses is raised in Pharaoh's house. Okay? But Moses, because had got to do his foundational raising... Moses knows well not, for us it'd be God's word. For them it would be the, the, the Hebrew faith, let's say. So Moses knew these things because had got to raise him. Life goes on. Moses is raised in Pharaoh's house. okay? Moses sees this man just beaten on this Israelite one day, this Israelite slave. Moses loses his marbles. Moses kills the guy. Well, now Moses has to flee because you just, you don't, you don't mess with people beating the slaves because that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's that's what Pharaoh expected Moses to enforce. And now he killed the guy that's doing that. He's not enforcing it. So Moses flees. Moses flees to the desert. Okay. Moses gets married, has some kids, but Moses becomes a shepherd in the desert. Okay. He becomes a shepherd. So he has lots of sheep. He's got to tend to these sheep, and he's got to tend to them in the desert. And then, so this is 40 years. So Moses has been out there for 40 years. And then we come to the burning bush. All right. Let's pause for a minute and put ourselves in the story because it gets a lot more exciting when we can be Moses in the story. All right, so we're Moses. We are running, right, because we made a mistake, and we're sure Pharaoh's going to kill us. Like, he didn't kill me the first time he met me because I was an innocent little child, but now I'm sure he's going to kill me. So I'm running from this thing I did, and I'm hiding out in the desert. I end up having a family. I got me a good life, and it is chill, and I'm okay. Right? So maybe in our stories, whatever it is, that I'm just chill in this section of my life. I'm good. I, I Maybe I ran from something. Maybe it was a failure. Maybe it was something that happened. Maybe whatever it is, I feel like I'm kind of out in my own person now. Yeah. So we're in this part of the story. But I've kind of in this place where I know that God spared my life. I should be dead with all the other other Israelite male children. Has anybody ever told you God has a plan for your life? Everybody's heard that. Okay, so Moses' mother told him, you know, God's got a plan for your life. There's a reason your life has been spared. Okay, so Moses in this moment, my mom told me that God had a plan for me. I'm tending sheep. I feel like I'm not making a difference. I'm out here in the desert. Yeah, I got a wife. Yeah, I got kids. But I'm tending sheep. And I'm out here in the desert. So in our lives... How many of us are in a place where you're like i just don't know that my life is exactly making a difference right now like i'm doing my best but it feels like i'm just tending sheep in the desert i'm just kind of floating right here i don't know if it's making it i'm i'm doing everything i know to do i'm being i'm trying to be the woman that god created me to be i'm trying to be that person but then i'm also in this place where i i don't know if it's it's really making a difference and i question whether or not God really has a plan for my life. When I look at the pieces, I, some of them were my fault. Some of them happened to me. I have all these pieces, but it's, it's led me to the desert with sheep. You know that's got to be Moses' thing going, did I, did I miss it? Anybody ever ask yourself that question? Did I miss what God had for me? Did I miss it? Was I late on the season? So we put ourselves as Moses here. It wasn't just like he's like, Ta-da, I'm a perfect Christian, trotting through the wilderness or through the desert. We gotta be Moses here, going, God said He had a plan. I'm gonna die in this desert. Maybe I missed what God had for me, and guess I uh, just live out the rest of my life and call it good. We felt that way. We felt like our life maybe doesn't matter. Maybe it's not making a difference. Maybe we messed up too many times. And so we missed what God really had. Maybe if I wouldn't have killed the Israelite or the slave beater, um, then I, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wonder if I hadn't have done that. Maybe we ever asked ourselves that question. Maybe if I had done things differently, maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now. God's probably forgotten about me. Hey, be Moses. See, it makes a difference when we are somebody in the story and we're not just reading about them. Because then this is how the word becomes real because now I feel what Moses is feeling. So 40 years in the desert, he stumbles upon a burning bush. 40 years. And this burning bush tells him, you know, to take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. And he tells him, I am the I am. But then he gives Moses his mission. Okay, I don't know. Should Moses have killed the guy? I mean, you're not supposed to murder, so I wouldn't think so. Maybe he should have killed the guy. Questions we ask ourselves, right? Like, I, I don't I don't really know the right answer to that question, if I'm honest. Should he have? Should he not? Was he running from something or was he running to something? I don't actually know. So We can ask ourselves questions about our lives. Should I have done this? I should have done it different. I I don't actually know. But regardless of all of that, we are right here right now at this burning bush. You are right here right now at this moment expecting to get what God has for you. Right? So we're all in that together going, okay, we're in this moment. So here's our burning bush. And God gives him his purpose for his life. God says this is what I want you to do I need you to go back and I need you to get everybody out of Egypt I have a plan for you okay remember we've been Moses if God showed up right now and said I need you to go how many this is why we did the God that God loves um, God wants to use all of us part because sometimes there's some past places some past people that we probably don't ever want to re-encounter with in our life, okay? Moses would have gone probably anywhere, except Egypt, (laughs) right? Of all places, this is where you're going to send me, back to where I killed the guy, back to where I should have died not once, but twice, God, (laughs) and now I'm headed back to die a third time, right? That's where God's sending him. God wants to use all of our story. That's why every one of our pieces has such a big purpose. But it also is why every one of those pieces, that there's that's why you're rewriting your story right now. Because when you look at those pieces, you go, how is God going to use this? He's not. We're going to throw this piece out of our puzzle. I promise we're going to get back to that piece of the puzzle. I promise it's going to come full circle because God wants to use all of us. So Moses is going to go back to Egypt the place that's tried to kill him twice. And so he's gotta go back and he makes all these excuses. Like we talked about last week. We excuse ourselves from the table because no, they wanna kill me there. Well, no, I can't talk. No, I can't. God, I haven't used that gift in years. Right? I haven't thought about that in years. God, I, I, no, I gotta, I gotta, God, I got a life just bless this life. (laughs) Like Bless my desert life. Like make it a paradise or something. Give me a water slide. That would be fine with me. Send me a co-shepherd. So I'm going to stay up all night with these sheep. Like that's what Moses wanted, right? Okay. So back to our lives. Could it be that in this burning bush moment that God has so much more for us, but we could excuse ourselves from the table because we're like, that's not God. That's a bush. I'm waiting for God to bless where i'm at instead of where god wants me to go and so in our in our puzzle piece here am i is my soul focus that god bless me right where i'm at or is my soul focus going god i surrender all of me to you all of me okay so then we go forward and there's all the nasty plagues and all the things happening and then they get out of egypt and where do they go anybody know where they went to, the desert. to, to where <laughs> to the desert oh my goodness and moses had to lead all these people kind of like he had to lead all those sheep in the desert You're telling me that this season, this seems like it doesn't matter. I missed God. I messed up there. Maybe he did. I don't actually know. My Bible says God uses everything to good. And so maybe he messed up. Maybe he didn't. I don't know that about Moses. But I do know Moses had this off season of, I don't know how God is going to use this. I don't know. I think I miss God. I think I got in this place and I don't know how to get out of this place. And I don't know why everybody told me that God had a plan for my life and it led me to a desert full of sheep. But God did have a plan. But there was probably some character things that he was developing in Moses. He probably needed to know how to survive in the desert and not just survive in Egypt or Moses would have wanted and cooked the Israelites back to Egypt. My question is, if Moses had stayed in Egypt, had be the, he been the one to lead the Israelites back because he was comfortable there too? Maybe he thought, I mean, we've never thought about that side of the story. That could have been part of the story. That if Moses had stayed in Egypt the entire time and God told him to take him out, he might have said, no, we're going to overthrow Pharaoh. I'm staying here. It's comfortable here. But instead, he went out, thought he missed this season, and this isn't a season that God's going to use no matter what. God wants to use all of us, right? And he goes back to Egypt, and he takes the people back to where he's learned to thrive for the last 40 years. He's learned to lead sheep. He could, well, I don't want to call people sheep, but he took care of lots of them, right? And so now he's back, and do we see the relation? of the leadership abilities, the things that he had to learn in this season that God turned around and used in this season. So when we're in a season where we go, this means nothing. God's going, it means something I promise. And so when we talked the first week about being in your season, being present in this, God, how are you going to use this? I don't actually know how God's going to use that, but he'll reveal.